Hey, Street Fighters. Welcome to The Basement Show, the basement of our minds. It's a remote show. Uh, Brian and I checking in once again to bring you the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. It's Wednesday night, time for your Street Fight Radio. And we're happy that all y'all are here. I see Bookcase Games is in the chat. Uh, You can watch us on live stream. We're on twitch.tv slash streetfightradio. Sorry, I took a huge swig of seltzer. I had to burp. Uh, That's podcasting, though. It's raw. Uh, We are still raising money. We're up to about $1,500 for the Hopi Tutsqua Permaculture Institute fundraiser. If you want an exclusive patch or sticker, head over to store.streetfightradio.com. We're going to have an artist uh, come out and and, uh, paint a wizard on the side of my car and a black cat defeating a fascist snake on the hood of my car. Um, and we're asking for your help and we're raising money while we do it. So Hopi Tusquo Permaculture Institute, get an exclusive sticker and exclusive embroidered patch by heading to store.streetfightradio.com. Also, you'll find stickers, keychains, t-shirts, and other things over at store.streetfightradio.com packed by the lovely Katie. Uh, how's your week going, Brian? Okay. How are you, man? How's it going? Doing great. I've been... I played a shitload of video games. I played a ton of uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, and I watched two Formula One races. So I am vegged out and um, fully satisfied when it comes to loafing around. Oh man, that doesn't sound bad. Actually, I haven't uh, done. I, I you know what I did this week that is really out of character for me. Uh, so. uh, it it does involve watching TV a movie but it involves watching a movie that i could let you guess one million times and you wouldn't get the movie right really (laughs) yeah it's a documentary about a musician now i've watched two documentaries about musicians recently and one of them you'd still you would never get either one of these two right but one of them you will i think it might be a brett band the first one i watched maybe okay okay say it the descendants oh yes um i used to listen to them a long time ago when i was like in high school graduated high school i think i like them i have never heard a full song but (laughs) um the documentary made the music seem good so uh uh, yeah i don't know what other stuff you listen to that's like that pop punky stuff well, I like Green Day. You do? Okay, then you would like them. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's similar enough. Uh, so then see, I got... I, I think I was the one... I had Milo Goes to College and uh, Everything Sucks. I think that's what came out like when I was in high school. Yeah, so I watched that and I was like, you know what? These guys, they seem interesting. So... I was like, you know what? I got to watch another music documentary because those are good, right? Oh, I love them. Every time I watch one, I I have a new favorite artist. <laughs> I know. I know. But this one, uh, uh, really out of character for me. A- as out of character as a music documentary could be. Uh, Madonna? Me. No, no. Mm. Weirder, weirder, weirder for me. I would watch a Madonna one because sure. like. I know about Madonna, 
Sure. I'm going to say it because I don't want you to have to guess a thousand times. Okay. But I'm I'm telling you, Brett, you're going to be like, what? Uh, Zappa. I watched a Frank Zappa documentary. Yeah, that is shocking. <laughs> that is, I can't believe you would do that. Two hours and seven minutes it was. And I watched that whole motherfucker, man. How was it? Dude. Here's the thing. I'm going to say this, and then I'm sure there's people that are big Frank Zappa heads that are going to get mad at me. I don't think I like Frank Zappa either as a person or as a musician. Wow. You fully rebuke him. I think I rebuke him, Brett. I think that's a good thing to say. He comes off like an asshole. Yeah. I mean, that was considered interesting back then. Someone that just acted like an asshole all the time. I mean, we. (laughs) We do that too. I mean, but we're not mean. I mean, that was considered interesting back then. Someone that just. Sorry about that. We're not mean to people we collaborate with. That's true. You're right. We don't get stuff done by screaming and yelling at people and shit. Yeah. Like we don't do stuff with, with like, I, I just did a podcast with struggle session and I didn't just yell at them the whole time and say, do it the way that you want, you know, do it the way I want you to do it. You're here to do this the way I want to do it. And also I got a little bit mad, a tiny bit mad about the way. And and maybe I, I admire it in a way, but I also got kind of mad about it, I guess. And, and it was that like, he was like, I'm not making this music for anybody. And uh, uh, I'm not, I'm making it for me. I get these noises in my head and I want to hear it. So I make it. And for some reason that rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Huh. I, um, yeah, I think that the only way to, I mean, I think you have to follow what you want to do. I mean, it ultimately has to be, it is driven by you. Yeah. Yeah. It is driven by you. It just felt like I'm not making this for anybody. And it's like, oh, okay, whatever. But, uh, uh, it it was just really weird. Like he comes off like a really mean guy and, uh, in a documentary that's filmed by him (laughs) made by his family and stuff. It was just like, wow, he doesn't seem very nice. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's kind of been my week so far was I watched that. I walked a lot. Uh, Gwen broke her phone screen and I went to get it fixed. I, I got to say, uh, you need to listen to one album, Hot Rats. Listen to Zap, Frank Zappa, Hot Rats. That's a surprise like gem. All no, right. no, no. I like the name. Yeah, <clears throat> there is a there is one goofy voice, but there isn't any like doo doo humor or anything like that. It's that it doesn't have jazz fart on it. No, it doesn't. I'm Charblink Joe. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'll check out Hot Rats because I think in the documentary, they kind of say that that one is like distorted guitar, like lo-fi distorted guitar type stuff. And uh, I'm interested in that. Like that seems yeah. like something I'd like. Yeah, it's, it's actually way more funkier and chunkier and Ooh, groovier. Like though, too. I did check out Couch Slut and Mannequin Pussy. <laughs> nice as a, as a nice thing uh mannequin pussy has a song called drunk two 
that is one of the best songs I've heard in a very long time. Like okay. modern songs. It is it's really well done. I haven't heard that and, one uh, yet. Couch Slut is really good. So uh there you go. I, I did end up liking Couch Slut and I did and then Couch Slut actually one of the people from Couch Slut offered me promo codes. What? So, yeah, on Twitter. Somebody was like, uh, hey, if you want some promo codes, I can give you some. And uh, uh, and I, I think this is, uh, it, it sucks when I do this, right? Because also Mannequin Pussy is coming on the POD cast. So it's like, now it just sounds like I'm like, well, these people are being nice to me. So I like their music, but that's not <laughs> the case. I just like them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think you would go out of your way to mention another band to mention a band you're uh interviewing to to mention that you like their album on another podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they wouldn't hear it on here. Right. Oh, it, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Mannequin Pussy. Uh very cool band. Uh I'll tell you a funny, like quick story is that John asked uh the lead singer of Mannequin Pussy to come on the POD cast. And uh, the thing we're reviewing is a playlist of covers that one of our listeners uh, made for us to listen to. He paid, and that's okay. what we're reviewing. And John said, yeah, you know, would you like to come on at the end of uh, uh, August and uh, uh, do this covers thing? And she was like, oh, that's kind of a tight turnaround for me to make a cover. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, then my wheels started turning though. And I was like, could we get her to cover ramble? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now I'm, I'm thinking we need to find, we need to find somebody to cover ramble, I think, and do I, it with good singing. Smart idea. Very good idea. Yeah. Do it. Have somebody do it. That actually has like, I mean, the music is good on that track, but like I sound bad. So it would be very funny to get somebody to cover Ramble. So we'll we'll uh, uh, I'll look into that because it, it would be very fun. Um, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah yeah. Because it's a very stupid song. Yeah. Uh, Gathering of the Juggalos. Oh, I got the tickets got today. Announced. Yeah, they got announced today, yesterday. Oh, they did. Uh, a bunch of them. Yeah, uh, Chris Hansen will be there from uh, To Catch a Predator. <laughs> But what <laughs> you know who's gonna be there that i'm sort of excited about kid and play oh my about god we we gotta do the ankle lock dance in the middle <laughs> <laughs> kid and play danny brown is there oh that he's he, i've seen him a few times he's awesome yeah so uh uh yeah it should be good i i don't remember the other acts but when i heard kid and play i was like okay this is worth seeing <laughs> yep I'm ready. I'm gonna have to get my silk shirt out. I was the biggest house party fan. I don't know if there was another movie that I went nuts for like I did House Party when I was a, a young boy. You know? Oh yeah, it was huge. I loved it too. I thought they were the coolest. And Class Act, little known Class Act is their other one, and I still quote Class Act. Uh, not as much anymore because there's no reason to say it, but I would always be like, I thought you were going to play with my frog. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I, I love class. I, I love kid and play. So I'm, I'm pretty amped. And, and Danny Brown, 
uh, you know, he should be great. He's he's very good live. I've seen him live, and uh, he's really good. And oh my! He's probably pumped. What <laughs> motherfucking DJ Paul is going to be there right after Kid oh, and yeah. Play? Yeah, that, yeah. I didn't know who DJ Paul was, so I did. Legendary say. Three Six Mafia member. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, DJ Paul's going to be there. It's it seems like it's going to be pretty nice. Plus wrestling, like we're going to get to see Bloody Mania fourteen. R.A. the Rugged Man is a good one. Oh my God, he used to call into Howard Stern all the time. That's that's what I know of R.A. the Rugged Man. Wild, all right? You know, this might be. I gotta say. This might be the best kind of lineup that you can get for a show. This is the only festival that really goes and tries to put something crazy together of all of the festivals in the country. Cause you go to these festivals and a lot of them have just the same acts. Like, you know, there's like a festival touring package that shows up. Right. It's just a bunch of acts. This one, they just get, weird shit you know they just they're just like kid and play you know people wouldn't mind seeing kid and play in 2021 i think it's also cool is that like icp fans like do really like rap music and especially like the old school shit so i think it's neat that kid and play gets stage time you know and uh they they pay homage to you know the people that came before them you know yeah the dayton family is going to be there i don't know if you know them they were like uh rappers in the 90s they were really badass and uh also what was there is one more that was like a really neat uh uh rap at oh vanilla ice i've never seen vanilla ice so seeing vanilla ice sounds like fun to me <laughs> a little bit you never seen them you know i haven't Why not? yeah yeah so that's an update on our gathering of the juggalos trip that i think <laughs> is going to be extremely fun and then We'll go into like, I, I want to do one more thing here on September 4th is the date. We're doing a 24 hour stream with a bunch of our friends and uh, just save the date. And uh, it's going to be crazy. It, it is really like uh, we're, we're trying to raise money for something that helps people that are affected by the eviction moratorium being lifted. And uh, we're, I'm still trying to find the charity or who we're going to give the money to. But, uh, uh, you know, it'll be the first time uh, me, Brett, Matt, Will, and Felix have been together in a very long time. Uh, we got the Go Off Kings coming on. We're going to do a POD cast segment of it. Uh, uh, I think me and Brett are talking about doing a mukbang. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you might even get to take a walk with me. Uh, so I, I really, really, really hope, uh, uh, you guys can all make it in there. And, uh, I think you're going to have a really good time watching this thing. And, and really we'd like you to watch all 24 hours. There's actually also a, a, a super shocktober, And, uh, that is me, Chris and Felix, uh, covering some shock jock shit. So that'll be neat too. So, all right. That is the, that's the that big thing. A, There'll a be a lot to do. Info. <laughs> yeah, there'll be more info coming out. I've been talking to people for two days and putting things together and figuring out how to do this. So September 4th, please do that. So uh, yeah, the eviction moratorium, you know, was lifted for a couple of fucking days. And then they were like, oh, well, we won't 
lift it. We're not going to lift it, but places that are more affected by COVID can still have the victim, the uh, moratorium. And it's like, why, why make it hard? Why do that? Why does it have to be hard, Brett? Yeah. Why targeted. Why is everything got to be targeted? Um, I, 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 we all imagine the one person benefiting from something that we wish didn't. I think that's like, that is just the, that's the entire society of the governing system we have is just imagine one person getting it that you don't want to. And then how do you prevent that from happening? And, and, and it's just some guy like sitting in his house at the, it's some, some dude and his wife, like my in-laws are sitting at their, their, their table in their dining room and they're having a conversation and they're just thinking about somebody benefiting from something that they don't think deserves it. And they're just fuming and they're angry and they're getting up and punching the walls and kicking stuff. <laughs> just furious. Yeah. I mean, it's like when it's like a, when some sort of like internet bot scammer comes into the group and asks for money and people are like, well, this, this person's scamming money. And it's like, I don't care. Like, I know it doesn't matter to me. Like they're allowed to freely scam all they want or steal or however they get by, you know, that's the world we live in. You know, that's funny because I've always thought that too. It's like, if somebody asks me for money and I give it to them and I got scammed, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't bother me. I, I couldn't care less if I got scammed. So uh, that's just the way I've been, but it's funny that you, you brought that up because I saw this piece from Buzzfeed earlier today, uh, that kind of has the same effect, the, the, the same kind of theme here, a Dallas firefighter allegedly lied about having COVID-19 to take paid sick time and then went on vacation to a water park resort where he spent nearly $1,500 on entertainment, lodging, and food. Now, Ooh. something I got to say is $1,500 for a trip is not bad. It's pretty I good, but you're probably, maybe it's one of those stuck at the water park deals. Nah, I'll tell you what he probably did. Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah, that's what I mean. Stuck at the water park. Yeah, but 1500 bucks is like balling. what it costs. Yeah, if you eat, if you eat, if you eat the food, uh, I guess, all the time, if you eat the food every day, uh, it adds up very quickly. The arcade yeah. is, everything's expensive. Booze is expensive. Yeah, 1500 How is a water park not enough for you? You can really <laughs> do it for 600 bucks, I think. Depending on how much the room costs, like all I need is water slides. They could, Great Wolf Lodge could be a hotel with three water slides and I would be excited enough to be there. <laughs> you know, so uh, William, yeah, William Jordan Carter, 38, was arrested on Friday, charged with felony theft and released on ba bail. Neither the Dallas Fire Rescue Department nor the Firefighters Union immediately responded to BuzzFeed News requests for comment. According to a Dallas Police Department detective's arrest warrant affidavit, Carter told his deputy fire chief in March that his wife had COVID-19 and that he needed to take time off, which was granted. A week later, he said his daughter had contracted the virus and that he would need an additional week off, which was also granted. Finally, two days before he was supposed to return to work, he claimed he had COVID-19 himself and needed more time off. Oh, no, because that one you got to give proof for, probably. Don't 
keep stop going. Why? I know. Why? why keep going back? Yeah. Well, you got it. I don't know, man. How can we just make a public service announcement to not go back to to these scam? Like, if you're gonna fucking scam, dude, just do it once. Get out. You yeah. fucking skated. You treat you him. Done- you treat him like they were stupid. Yeah, he could have done it twice, dude. I think he could have gotten away with the wife and daughter. What? Yeah, yeah. What harm is there in that? I think it was him saying it was himself. And then we know how supervisors work. We know how they work. And when they think you're going to be back in two days, and then you let them know that you might not be able to be back in two days, that's when they get mad. That's when they can't fucking handle it. Like, it was like, if you call in sick one day, okay. Uh, uh, if you call in sick two days, okay. But then when you start to get to three or four, the, the, the fact that you keep calling every day is what pisses them off. It's not that you're not there, which is why I say you always give yourself a long-term illness. You know, COVID is a, is a perfect one because you, you got 14 days. Always give yourself more than one day off because you know you're going to want more than one sick day. <laughs> so when you call off, you say just take two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, like, but I'm a ballsy guy when it comes to calling off work because I would call off the night before sometimes, which is That's the best way to call off. I, it is the best way for the employee to call off, but it's also like the easiest way to get in trouble. <laughs> Because it's like, I don't want to get up in the morning and do the call off. So I'm just going to get up. I'll just do it the night before. Be like, oh, I got all this diarrhea. Uh, I can't make it in. But this guy going to jail for this is really wild to me because like, he, I mean, this is something I would have done, Brett. This is, this is something I would have done if I had a real job. Yeah, I mean, you can't go to jail for this. I mean, maybe make him pay, but maybe he doesn't get paid for the sick time or something. Who knows? Like, how the fuck are you going to throw someone in jail for taking for taking a little time for themselves? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. turbulent times. You know, you got to relax. Yeah, the deputy chief then asked for proof of the diagnosis with a COVID nineteen test, which Carter was unable to provide. The affidavit said Yeh-oh. Carter. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that sucked when he got asked, though. He was, like, like, driving home, like, fuck, fuck, fuck. How do I get COVID fast? How do I get COVID fast? He's, like, running around taking big gulps of air at Walmart and shit. (laughs) Do you think that, like, do you think this guy saw this happening and was, like, I'm going to take a month off. I'm going to get myself a nice month off of work. He went for fucking a month and a half. Two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Did they say it was two weeks? I feel like two weeks was like a yesteryear. No, it's two. You can't. You're supposed to take two weeks off if you got 10, 10 days. So I guess it uh, could have been 30 days. Yeah. It did shorten it a little bit. But I've. This it does sound like, like a month. It does. It sounds like it's at least a month. And do, uh, here's what I think. One thing that probably happened, this dude was bragging about this like crazy. 
he just was having the time of his life telling people how he was pulling one over on the fire department. <laughs> I really think it's just a matter. It, it really was himself. Once they, cause then you, you as the employee, they're allowed to ask for your medical records. They don't want to go through the legality as asking for your da- daughter's or wife's medical records, but you they're they're in control of your ass. Like you, they, they get to be nosy about what goes on at your doctor's office. If you're the employee. Well, the thing is, though, it says Carter allegedly admitted he didn't get tested, but had told the deputy chief that he suspected he had COVID-19. Yeah, <laughs> smart. <laughs> this guy's a bad liar, man. He was also unable to provide doctor's notes regarding his wife and daughter. I mean, forge something, right? And they did ask for his wife and daughter's doctor's notes. Oh, they did? After the fact, yeah. After oh, they right. found out he didn't have it. Right, right, right. I also think it's fair to just say, I think I have it. I don't think that's like an unfair move. That's like a responsible thing. No, to do. I know because everybody thinks they have, sorry. No, I didn't do anything. So um, everybody thinks they have it all the time. I know. I know. I mean, I've thought I've had it for two weeks and I don't have any symptoms at all, except for, uh, uh, I have phlegm. So I'm like, Oh, I definitely have it. But, um, yeah, I, I just don't know that, like, I don't know that you necessarily have to get tested if you're really, really, really sick is how I feel. Like, if if you, if he had called and said, I can't taste anything and I can't smell anything, that would have gotten him off. They might have said, go get tested. But I don't think they would have. I think they would have been like, well, you can't come in for two weeks. What That's crazy world do, are you? Do, I don't know. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> you don't think so? Because that feels like, I guess I'm living in a world that's like a lot nicer. Yeah, nice bosses and shit and supervisors that, that don't have to fill out paperwork about you. And so then what happens is he, he admitted to not telling the truth. <laughs> So okay. he, he got he got sat down in an interrogation room yep. across a, like a hard nosed detective, and he was like, "All right, you got me. I lied. Sorry. Jeez, calm Fold, down." Folded like paper, just he immediately did. went. He he was. They were like, "Now, are you sure you had it?" And he's like, "I, I, I, I I'm pretty sure I did. I'm I'm pretty sure I did. I, I really felt pretty bad." I mean, they can't tell you you didn't have it. That's the thing that bugs me about this. Because this is happening in all kinds of places. You said on the call-in show this week that they're now saying you have to use your sick time to quarantine. That was, yeah, that was somebody's, uh, somebody's new, the new COVID guidelines for this fall. Yeah, great, great. Uh, so, uh, he, so, and then, so they asked him why he lied about the diagnosis. And Carter responded, greed, I guess. <laughs> okay. Wow. He was in. This is not like him, I guess, is what he's. He, so uh, detect- sorry. So the detective it's- goes, just so you wouldn't have to go to work. And then Carter says, yes, is his answer. It sounds just, that's like a boy. That's like a boyish thing to say is like. Why did I commit the crime? Greed, I suppose. You know? That is true. 
<laughs> it does sound like a noir movie. Yeah, I let the sin of greed overtake my heart. I didn't want to work. It sounds like like the the a few good men when he's on the witness stand and he's just you know he folds and says that he did the crime unlike anything that ever happened. Yeah, <laughs> that's what this is like. According to bank statements reproduced in the affidavit, Carter was paid for his time off. The city deposited more than twelve thousand dollars in his bank account. The bank statement also showed that while he was allegedly pretending to be sick, he spent nearly $1,500 on entertainment, lodging, and food at the Kalahari Resort in Round Rock, Texas, which is billed as the U.S.'s largest indoor water park. That's you got him. You got him with the Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah, yeah. We I knew where you can ball out for $1,500. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was He's living a- like the Ritz-Carlton, though, in my opinion. He's, he looks at him, he's like, some call it greed. Some say a man pushed beyond his limits. That's had it with this shit. It just needs a day off work. Yeah. It's crazy, though. So, and then the cops go, suspect, suspect Carter took advantage of recommendations for first responders to not report to work if they tested positive or became exposed to a person <sighs> confirmed positive for COVID-19 with whom they lived. Dallas Police Department Detective Lee Allen wrote in the affidavit. So the police are now lecturing him also uh, for for what he did that was so bad. Uh, I think I think getting caught is in this scam is kind of pathetic a little bit. Like he should have been able to get away with it. He should have just lied a bunch. He should have just kept on lying. Uh, yeah. And, and uh yeah, just see what happens. Yeah, and somebody in the chat says, what a chode. At least at least leave the state. And I agree. If you got 12 grand deposited in your bank account, fucking, you know, go somewhere cool. Right. Even Gatlinburg. Just go to Gatlinburg. They got a Kalahari resort there. <laughs> you know, if you want to go to a fucking indoor water park, there's a little place called the Wisconsin Dells. That you could have gone to and gone to multiple ones. It's the water park capital of the world. The oh, Cal- Kalahari is so bogus. Oh, is it bad? Is Kalahari a bad one? No, it looks pretty tight. They've got a lot, actually. It's the world's <laughs> largest one. Yeah, it is. It is. It looks nice, but it's just the same old cheap experience. It is. They're all cheap. They're all bad. Like that Great Wolf Lodge. You had. I had a hell of a time when we went to Great Wolf Lodge. But I also was like, this place is cheap as shit. I yeah, mean, I mean, it's nice to if you could just go in there and do the water park all day and leave. But like the bedding is is very chintzy. The food is so gross. You know, the games aren't properly taken care of. The arcade always has some broken machines. I mean, the games aren't properly taken care of anywhere anymore. That is a lost art. That's true. We got game guys. Yeah. Everywhere you fuck. And I used to be a game room guy. I used to be a game room tech. Back in the fucking 90s, dude, you go into a Chuck E. Cheese, every game works. They don't break. Maybe one skee-ball lane might break. But even then, you know, you got a guy on staff all day fixing stuff and that guy was a 16 year old stoner idiot that was really into corn <laughs> and knew how to p- punch the game in the right way to get it to work well at, at the the thing about chunky e. cheese was 
I wasn't allowed to work on the video games. That was against that was somebody else's job. Okay. So you weren't allowed to open up the Simpsons or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That you, was verboten. Huh? And you couldn't like open it up and add a bunch of credits. No, you weren't allowed. You weren't allowed to even open those games up because I well, you could open it up and add credits. But you couldn't like stand there and beat the Simpsons. And Chuck E. Cheese puts all the games on easy. So it's it's like if you're playing, when are you really getting? You're winning on easy at the arcade. It's like you can't even brag about that, in my opinion. That's an unbraggable offense. So uh yeah, you could open them up. No, you couldn't. You, yes. Actually, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. You could fix token jams in those games. So if the tokens got jammed in there, which they do all the time because kids don't know how to put tokens in a game, uh, then you can do, you can fix it. But yeah, most of the day at Chuck E. Cheese was really uh, fixing ticket, how the tickets get jammed yeah. up in there. You just got to go in there and straighten them out. And uh, uh, also because kids are the worst people in the world, including me. I'm not saying I'm not. They try to pull the tickets out as hard as they can. Smart. Because if you, if you grab the tickets where they come out, I'm helping you people out here. I know they don't really do tickets anywhere anymore. But if you go to a place with tickets, if you fucking get your thumbs and your fingers and you pinch real fucking hard, where they come out it's got to be the ticket that's halfway out of the thing and you just pull there is like an amount of force where you won't rip the ticket and you can just keep pulling tickets out that's yes. a little helpful hint for people also if you win tickets if you give it a good tug on the last one it'll help you get a starter ticket yep <laughs> <laughs> never i didn't know you could i never thought of starter ticket now you're fucking speaking my language brett yeah when they used to come out i would just yank that the last one i would just pull it really hard so then i would have one i could grab onto to pull out more were you always trying to rip off the arcade even when you were just like like i think i was trying to rip off the arcade by the time i was fucking seven i yeah. really think so i was looking for an advantage uh, I figured it out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. That you could just say some shit broke and they would be like, all right. And they would give you tickets or they would just give you credits. Yeah. My dad used to make me go to the bowling alley when I was little while he would bowl. Right. And uh, I wasn't bowling, which is that's the worst parenting. I guess when you're a single dad, that's the kind of thing you got to do because it was bowling league night. So yeah. it wasn't like he could set us up on another lane. It's still like, Come on, dude. What, like, what am I supposed to do here? And, uh, uh, you know, we run around up and down the thing, but the, the arcade in there, I guess he was probably broke at the time. So he would give us each a dollar, but you would be there for four hours. Oof. So <laughs> yeah. it's not going to work. No, no. It's like, I guess if I think about it now, I could have done a quarter an hour. I could have played one game. <laughs> <laughs> and then left and came back and played another game. But that was awful. Those were awful times for me being stuck there. Yeah. Uh, we, I used to bowl. My dad at least signed us up for a league. Oh, really? When he, when he bowled, we bowled. 
Oh, that's nice. See, mine didn't do that, man. He was just like not into it. So did you see the uh, offspring thing? No. They, they fired their drummer because he won't get the vaccine. Okay. And so uh, now, and it's a big news story now. So they, they told him, nah, 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 go get a job, I guess. Or, uh, yeah, or, a different one. No, 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 a different job. Yeah, they uh, just announced it. Uh, so Pete Parada, the drummer for The Offspring, has found out the hard way that some businesses and even bands are drawing a hard line on requiring vaccinations to come back to work. He posted on his social media Tuesday that he's he's been ousted from the group because he won't agree to get the COVID vaccine. Beyond being replaced on an upcoming tour, Parada said he's been told not to show up to the studio either, even though he claims to have a legitimate medical reason for not getting the jab. It's not entirely clear from Parada's post whether he has been fired from the group permanently or just put on hiatus, but comments about working on non-band projects and finding a new way forward suggests he doesn't foresee coming back into the fold. Uh, the... I don't want to be mean, but oh no, never mind. He did say he did say what he had. Parada says his post that he previously had a case of COVID and, COVID and thus believes he has antibodies. But in any case, he contends his lifelong history with Julian Barr syndrome puts him at greater risk for side effects from a vaccine before adding that he is supportive of anyone who resists getting the vaccine for any number of reasons, from fear to side effects to distrust of the medical and governmental establishment. So this guy was never going to get the vaccine. He's a good liar. He's very yeah, good. He, He's a very yeah, good contrarian. He, He's a masterful contrarian. Yeah, and I think that he told them that he did it. Like, I think he told them he got it. And then they found out. Then he was like, no, nah, I'm not going to get it. Uh, I, I, uh, I think when a guy says something about, when a guy says something about, like, not letting the government make you get vaccinated, it sheds, like, doubt on every single thing that he every single reason that he said he might not be getting it and I, well i know i still don't trust the government all the way i don't trust them either but i'm saying that like the the really list all. of reasons he didn't get it uh uh are the same list of reasons that a lot of people yeah like, i mean don't want to get it yeah he i mean he said just basically if you yeah if you feel like it yeah 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 he's saying like you know, you get it if you want to, you get it, you don't get it if you don't want to. Where I'm at a point now where it's like, we just got to make people get the fucking thing. You know, you got Delta, Delta Plus, Delta Super, Delta, actually just Delta Plus. Really. There's Delta but, Plus now too? Yeah, there's a Delta Plus. It sucks that it's called Delta Plus because we probably could have handled a Delta Minus like a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, that would have been better. I mean, now it's just gotten to be a thing where they're like, well, it's Delta Plus now, even more contagious. And I was like, I mean, it seems pretty contagious right now. So I don't really know, brothers. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to live this life anymore. Uh, so, Brett, the conservatives are really pissed off at California again. When did they stop? Uh, well, they have a new reason to be very pissed off at him. Might I even say an epic reason to be pissed off at California? 
uh, uh, so, and this is something, it's pretty wild, actually, because I agree with this law. Thanks to a reworked menu and long hours, Janine Kim managed to keep her San Francisco restaurant alive during the coronavirus pandemic. What makes it all the more frustrating, that makes it all the more frustrating that she fears her breakfast-focused dinner, diner, could be ruined within months by new rules that can make one of her top menu items, bacon, hard to get in California. Uh, are doing bacon one, taxing? The, it's not bad. It, it's okay. So at the beginning of the year, California will begin enforcing an animal welfare proposition approved overwhelmingly by voters in 2018 that requires more space for breeding pigs, egg laying chickens and veal calves. National veal and egg producers are optimistic they can meet the new standards, but only 4% of hog operations. <laughs> Hogs. Hog operations. <laughs> but only 4% 4, 4 of hog operations. That's what I, I'm going to do that later when we finish the show. You know what I mean? Do a little hog operation, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Little Hito Brian. Little Hito Brian in there. That's all I'm calling sex now. I'm, I'm going to walk into the bedroom every night and say, hey, how about a hog operation? <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you really know how to sweet talk them. Hey, you know, I'm a sexy fucking guy. What can I say? Uh, um, then, so only 4% of hog operations now comply with the new rules. Unless the courts intervene or the state temporarily allows non-compliant meat to be sold in the state, California will lose almost all of its pork supply, much of which comes from Iowa, and pork producers will face higher costs to regain a key market. Uh, this seems right to me. This like seems like the right thing to do. And I find it so weird that people are saying like, well, you know, you got freedom of speech you, you have the right to bear arms. You're allowed to have bacon. You're like, like the bacon is like a thing that is, is a must have. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it's been treated by the government like that for, for a long time. They've been subsidizing all that shit, but doesn't it feel like, uh, doesn't it feel weird in the time that we live in now for people to be complaining oh right and like especially deserve to have bacon yeah especially the people that are just like i'll grow up the, the the great depression happened you know we didn't have lettuce for eight years you know and it's like can you go without bacon it's like fuck no i love <laughs> bacon yeah 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 that, i mean if they made fucking if they did a broccoli tax do you think these people would be like really mad about it if they were just like, you know what? There's going to be a fucking 100% tax on broccoli because people are fucking hot under the collar about how broccoli is being grown. These people wouldn't even say a fucking word about it. They wouldn't care. Uh, yeah, I mean, they would, they would, uh, be, I, I, they would probably be spending most of their time uh, saying that Joe Biden is trying to make everybody more reliant on the government by uh, taking away nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think that like, it's very weird that in the past I, 15 years, I think, or maybe we'll, we'll say 10, there's been this really fucking, it's, it, and it all comes from Islamophobia. But this politicization, politicization of bacon, 
Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. It is one of those times that you, you know, you're like, we live in the stupidest country in, in the ever we, we uh, live among some of the dumbest people I that have ever existed on this planet as a culture. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean the, and I've also heard forever though, that there's going to be bacon shortages. They've been saying that I've heard it in the last few years, several times. I don't ever see it happening now. I've, no. I, there's bacon on everything all the time. You can still get a baconator, dude. You, you will never, you will still be able to go to Wendy's and get a baconator or a son of baconator. If you're looking for something a little bit smaller, <laughs> a little lighter fare. Son of baconator is, you got to admit a funny name, a little bit. Perfect funny. name. <laughs> yeah. Good name. But I don't think, I think that it is, I eat meat. Not only do I eat meat, but like what I haven't had a cheeseburger that didn't have bacon on it in a decade. Yeah. At I, least. Um, you know what? I found out that Wendy's has a black bean burger now. Yes. Yeah. I tried yeah, it. I, I tried it. Is it shit? Um, I felt like if it feels like I, I was kind of disappointed that it was a black bean burger. It seems like that probably has been sitting on somebody's desk and getting kicked around for probably 12 or 13 years. And they finally got desperate during COVID. And this was like the closest thing they had to make it happen. I was disappointed. I don't like black bean burgers just because I've spent too much time with people slapping black beans on a bun and saying, here, this is what you eat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wild rice and mushrooms and, uh, you know, other, other things are fine as well. But uh, it was actually pretty good because it had like crispy jalapenos on it. I think, I, I think it was good. I finished the whole thing. I loved it. They're like, put, put if you really think of a black bean burger, it is kind of putting ketchup on beans. It's like <laughs> getting yeah. a plate of beans and then dumping ketchup and mayonnaise and stuff on it. Yeah, it's great. Oh, Wendy's, that is such a late to the party thing because what's it called? Uh, burger King has had black bean burgers forever. Uh, no, they had the Morning Star. That ain't black bean. That's some uh, we that's some weird amalgamation. But they got impossible first. Yes. And that makes some good people. And here's something I've been thinking about. No, maybe uh, uh maybe White Castle did. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It could have been one of those two. Here's something I'm thinking about though. And and I it 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 occurred to me as I was out. You gotta be able to make impossible bacon. I recently saw a conservative throwing Brett, this conservative. I looked at conservatives throwing tantrums on Twitter about the bacon thing. You search bacon and really it's just people. And they're like, Oh, these fucking vegans and animal welfare people expect us to eat banana peels instead of bacon. <laughs> That's like their talking point. No, we, we expect you to eat carrots that have been soaked in liquid smoke and cumin and paprika and Worcestershire sauce. And yeah, that's what we expect. I mean, you could eat anything else. You could eat beef. They're saying chicken and beef and veal. You got all these meats that you can eat. You don't need. I cannot stress enough that you do not need bacon. Bacon is not a human right. And 
if you I wouldn't like it because I like bacon, but you you could wipe bacon off the planet tomorrow and it wouldn't affect anybody in a negative way. It would it would be if you wiped bacon off of the face of this earth, it would be 100% positive. There would be no negative repercussions of wiping bacon off of the planet. And then once that becomes law, a government nutritionist is going to come to your house and make you uh, coconut bacon and then force you to eat it. Yeah. I mean, I had tofu bacon in Denver and it was there was no fucking difference. There was, I'm serious. When I say this, people might not believe this. I went to a really fancy, uh, a vegan kind of farm to table thing in, uh, Denver. When, when we went with a couple of our friends, Watercourse foods, what water, Watercourse foods is the name. Okay. So we go to this place called Watercourse foods and this fucking place has, tofu bacon and i ordered a fucking blt and i had never eaten any meat substitutes up to that point in my life one two i had never had a meal that didn't involve a meat (laughs) (laughs) i just was (laughs) i didn't know you could have i i didn't really know that people ate meals without meat at that time or i wasn't willing to take that step at that time i tried this tofu bacon and i was just like there's just no difference this is exactly the same as bacon bacon no different the other thing i have to say too is it doesn't it's it, bacon isn't going away it's like you don't get it all the time like maybe every sunday you don't eat two pounds of bacon for four dollars you know um I, I i don't even i don't even care about eliminating it from like the planet or diet if if it's they have to increase the these uh if they're gonna increase the the places where they're keeping the fucking animals and it makes the price go up, just fucking deal with it. It's a luxury item now. Sorry. Exactly. It's as if half the pork supply was suddenly lost in California, bacon prices would jump sixty percent, meaning a six dollar package would rise to about nine dollars and sixty cents, according to a Ooh-hoo. study by some group. Exactly. Pay ten bucks for your bacon, dudes. I'm sorry if you're yelling if, if you're yelling at your radio now saying I don't want to spend ten dollars with bacon for bacon, then you just don't get bacon. You just pay for it. That's it. That's drive what to, everything costs. Drive to a neighboring state and lock and load up. Yeah. Yeah, you can also do that. That's a time honored tradition, Brett. Fucking right. crossing state lines to get some bacon. It would just be like going to get cores and stuff like that. So so yeah. So I guess uh, uh, also stolen bacon, like illegal bacon would taste even better. Probably I, I would, I would assume maybe, but it uh, has uh, that freedom taste on it. It does have freedom taste, but yeah, these people are so these conservatives were just Brett. They were throwing tantrums about it and I just couldn't, I, I couldn't believe the kind of tantrum. I mean, I kind of figured people would get kind of mad about it because again, there is that political because the, the conservatives like they're so Islamophobic that they think bacon is like, like a uh, uh, garlic to a vampire to Muslims. So they've been so into 
bacon for the past 10, 15 years where right. it turned into like, that's politics. And then and top also, that also sorry. chicken, chicken, bacon ranch, I think really up the, uh, like now people were getting bacon with their chicken. <laughs> people just got so excited. They were like, wait, you have a bacon with chicken. Chicken's the healthy thing. Bacon's yeah. the bad thing. Let's put them together and have a little thing like that. So, uh, uh, yeah. So the California bacon riots, uh, look for that. <laughs> That's coming. coming. Yeah. <laughs> the, the three percenters are going to be in town. <laughs> watch for, watch for a live stream from a grocery store near you yeah. with somebody shrieking about the prices of bacon. <laughs> and they're right as American. Hey, they they should be allowed to do that. So Marxist Joe Biden is going to wait and make us wait in lines for this bacon. Oh, that's coming out. Yeah. So uh, uh, I found this piece from Money Inc. It's something that I'd been thinking about uh, over over a little bit of time. And uh, the twenty large companies known for having the worst customer service. <laughs> okay. I'm very curious about these companies because I know one thing. The most hated company. I worked for one of the most hated companies. Yeah. Now, cable yep. guys are classically hated. The cable company, terrible customer service. Yeah. So let's let's take a look at these. Um, so you got number 20 is Bank of America. And that is really just a hated company. We all should hate Bank of America. Uh, bums me out a little bit because Bank of America, like the big, those huge banks, really, uh, they have they have like great features where like you can just stick money in the machine and it puts it in your account and stuff like that. So I'm at a credit union. I don't have any of those features. So I would love to have the features of a bank of America, but I can't, I gotta be a credit union guy. Like yeah, that's my style. Yeah. They will fuck you up with fees though too. That's what it says. Bank of America has most of its customers complaining about fraudulent activities and general lack of concern for its customers. One customer complained of money being stolen from his account, but they insisted he is the one that withdrew it. Another arrived for her appointment only to be grilled by a person who insisted on knowing who the meeting was with and the nature of the businesses to the business to be discussed. The manager upon being contacted could not care less about what was happening in the branch. Well, I mean, he, the manager was off work and uh, why should he care? You know, he's not there. Um, 19 is Albertson's company. You know, Albertson's uh, it, just from podcasts. Yeah. There's a grocery store. Um, seems so uh, they, their little uh, thing that they put is that it, they're trying to fix it for some reason. They didn't put why they're bad. They're just like Albertsons. They've been saying they were trying to fix it. So. <laughs> okay. So they self they self-reported as having bad customer service. <laughs> that, hey, you know, that's how accountability works. You come out, you say, Hey, 
We're the 19th worst customer service in the country. And that's just the way it is. The next one is Albertsons is a grocery store for those of you that don't know. Um, but you know, grocery store, my, my local, our local Kroger's has a terrible customer service. Hate it. The guest, well, the guest services isn't so bad. Um, it's just hard to find somebody. I think you're, you're, here's the thing. Grocery stores are always going to have bad service because one, they don't hire enough people. Yeah. They never hire enough people. And I also go, I also live right. I, I go to the one uh, that has like a motherfucking shoe department in it. And that's the same yeah. thing as when I worked in Myers, where they're like, oh, you do frozen foods oh, and shoes. Like after eight, we can't have somebody in clothes and apparel. So you got to do, you got to just kind of bop back and forth between frozen foods and apparel, you know? And it's like, I ain't doing either. Yeah, what a bad business. Is it to just to just be like, oh hey, you know, it's a grocery store. People come here to get their stuff, and also they have swing sets. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we um we got like three different pots and pans you can buy if you want. We have a whole section of cooking supplies. It's a place that you have to go. Uh, and I think that is a theme with all of these things, is that like of course, we hate the places that we have to go to. It, right. it makes us mad. And there isn't a good grocery store. I, that's uh, all I'm uh, saying is I don't think there is one. If I you think can one. Wegmans would be mine. I, I've, I haven't been to one. So I, I'll have to go to a Wegmans and see if it's good. You know, I, I uh, go to this place now that's in my neighborhood. And uh, God bless the employees. I love them. I'm not bad mouthing them at all. And I think this is a directive for management. I don't think this is them. But this, this grocery store closes at 10 now. Crazy early for a grocery store. But anyway, it closes at 10. And if you come in any time after 845, they announce every 10 minutes that they're about to close. Love it. <laughs> yeah. And then the cop, the off-duty cop that stands at the door also tells you how long until they close when you walk in the door. So he'll be like, hey, we close in 60 minutes, you know? This is a and team he, effort. This is everybody, everybody get together. We need to get these fuckers out of the store. They're gonna just tear shit up. We're gonna have to face all fucking night if they stay in here. Get them out. <laughs> I was like this at the restaurant, any restaurant I worked at. Uh, uh, just being so mad that somebody came in at the end of the shift. That's why I don't do it. I don't come in at the end of a shift. I, I don't come in within the last hour of a yeah. shift because what I, go ahead. What, what? No. Well, the last hour of the shift is when the very ambitious workers decide they're going to start closing and then yeah. you don't want to come in and interrupt that. Yeah, I uh I mean I guys I used to get in trouble because they were like you can't go and fix boxes like as they're looking. Like I, if someone was looking if it was nine o'clock and we closed at 10, someone started, I would just stand in the aisle with them, wait for them to leave, and then just start fucking fixing the fixing the shit until they noticed <laughs> I remember <laughs> it was too aggressive. It, it oh dude, uh so when I worked at Chuck E. Cheese, especially, you know, there were a lot of people that will come in like a half hour before we were gonna close. It was just, you know, it was like a little random thing or whatever. Yeah. And uh uh I remember we would all be standing in the kitchen peeking out through the little slot 
that uh, show that where you can see into the dining room. And then the manager would just be like, go bust that fucking table while they're sitting there. And you had to go there and be like, um, are you are you finished with this, sir? Can I clear some of this stuff off the table? And then they were always like, no, no, you can't. We're still eating. I, like so many times I got yelled at because somebody said they're still eating. <laughs> you going to finish so, that? I the trash? You ready to get the fuck out of here now, I guess? Let me grab that. Toss it. That's, yeah, that's what we're trying to say is get out of here. You know, and the other funny thing we do at Chuck E. G's is if they were, we felt like they were hanging out too long, we would turn off the animatronics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, got to let them know. Show's closes, over. Man, hey, Chuck E. G's closes. I'm sorry, we had to turn off the animatronics. He has to hang his hat. I mean, I've said this even about when I worked at the cable company is like uh, uh, you had three different slots of time that you had to cover through the day. And the last one was five to seven or something like that. And uh, all day I would be on the phone calling those people to see if they were home. <laughs> hey, if you're home early, what time do you think you're going to come home? <laughs> calling people at work. Asking them when they think they're going to come home so that I can get the job done early. <laughs> Number 18 is a bullshit one that makes me mad. And it's a United States Postal Service, which, in my opinion, is a miracle uh, uh, of, of modern of the modern world. And that you cannot you are not allowed to get mad at the United States Postal Service. Um. I would say it's up and down. It's kind of a coin flip what you're going to get. Um, but I do like how fucking rude they can be sometimes. <laughs> like really always to people it. that deserve it. You know, I uh, always loved it. I always loved getting yelled. I, I always loved when people I got I got yelled at today at a place. Got in trouble by one. I, I uh, went to Starbucks and I wanted a straw and the straws were like just right across the counter and i was just like i'm just gonna grab a straw and the lady's like you can't just grab stuff from here and i was like oh come on what's I my no. arm's long enough it's fine what's it gonna hurt if yeah, i you disrespected you were disrespected you just disrespected your barista there I did. I did. It was rude, but I didn't want to take my headphones off and I didn't want to wait for her to hand me the straw. I wanted to just have the straw. Makes sense. They shouldn't have them back there anyway. They should have them out somewhere. Uh, yeah, Wells Fargo. Spill them everywhere. Go ahead. That's true. Wells Fargo is number 17. Uh, I got to tell you, I don't know what Wells Fargo does other than are they ATM? Like, is that a real bank or it's is a that bank. one of the banks only businesses can use? I think it's just a bank. Okay, I didn't know what Wells Fargo did, but if there's one bank that does not value its customers' time, it has to be Wells Fargo. You could be prepared to finish all your banking business early in the morning only to find one cashier at the desk, yet the line is long. That, that makes me crazy, though. That is, I mean, because that's something I complain about with the grocery stores, like, how ambitious were you when you were putting the checkout lanes in here? Because there's never <laughs> enough people to work at these checkout lanes. That's true. We can get rid of half of these. I mean, really only need two. two. There's only ever two. There's never more than two. At any store I go to, it's just two of them are staff. 
and and the rest of them are, are totally empty and you know maybe they can't find people but make a better place and people want to work there i guess thanksgiving maybe just they have it just for thanksgiving yeah yeah another uh, uh shocker at number 16 is walmart so uh i knew people hated it but i thought they hated it more <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a more hated place than it is. Uh, ever had an accident while shopping and the staff were so friendly that they called 911 for you? Well, do not expect this humane treatment to happen. This isn't fair. Nope. This is just some one guy's complaint about how he said he was dizzy and they wouldn't call 911. Not going to allow it. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. 15 is Allegiant Air. I've never flown Allegiant Air. So, uh, United Airlines, 14. Uh, oh, Brett, number 13. Twitter is one of the most hated companies in the world. Sure, because they silence people. They silence uh, political actors, ex-presidents. Well, don't, don't answer support. They don't, like, staff their support section yeah. either, and they're, like, a huge company. I know they don't make any money, but... You know, it just and and they're also saying like uh, uh, they use it to spread hate, which is kind of true. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of hate on there. But people spread hate everywhere, Brett. I mean, it's just a thing that people do. Twelve is McDonald's. Not true. If people didn't like McDonald's, they wouldn't go there. You don't got to go to McDonald's. It's just like the bacon thing with me. Mc McDonald's actually, I've seen most of the time when people have a problem, um, it gets fixed pretty quick they're like what did you want a, a filet of fish get him a filet of fish right now <laughs> they just make it and they slam it on the counter and they give it to you <laughs> they I don't mean, even I go through the register like mcdonald's you don't even have to go to the register if you have a complaint they don't put any of that shit down yeah they don't care they're just no like, they don't give a fuck cheeseburger man if, hey if your milkshake is slightly too warm let's try another milkshake and just see if that works for you uh you'll be surprised that uh, they ranked in the bottom since 1995. Uh, a figure is so most people want waiters to serve food to them with a smile, but that's one thing you will not get at McDonald's and it has been affecting its sales. Apart from the lack of friendliness, some have also complained about the slow service. Man, I, who, who the fuck does not know what a McDonald's employee is going through by at this point? How do you not know any McDonald's fucking employees? I know. I those people are I, going through hell. Yeah, I might overestimate it, but I, you know, there was a time in my life where I believed that everybody worked at McDonald's at some point, like, or that everybody knew somebody that worked at McDonald's. Not at all. You're supposed to leave those people behind because they don't elevate your circle. True. <laughs> that might be why I, but I think that because I worked at McDonald's. So That's true. <laughs> I just think everybody knows somebody that I, cause I, I think it makes, it makes me crazy because I have a friend that never worked in fast food. And I think it bugs me when somebody has never worked in fast food for some reason, like That's it's like why we need the draft for it. Yeah. Yeah. You just, I mean, you have you know. to do it. You have yeah, to, I you need, so. you have to actually know what it's like yeah. to, to make pounds of food. Not like, yeah. not, not like, not like 20 hamburgers, pounds of beef, just 
yeah. plowing through it on a fucking automated grill system. Yeah, getting screamed at all day by not only the customers, but uh, the the supervisor and then God forbid the district manager ever comes in that you're, you're fucking in a war zone. Uh, it is a tough, I, I cannot, you're right that there needs to be the fast food draft that we've talked about in the past on here where you just, I, I also think that leads us to our franchise idea that we had, right? Where uh, everybody is born with a franchise. It's like a draft, but it's like, uh, you know, oh man, it sucks, dude. Brian got Quiznos, you know? Yeah, like, I don't, yeah, I don't, that's a, that's too much. That's too much, uh, too many franchises though. That might be true. That might be true that there's too many restaurants, but maybe it's not just restaurants though. Maybe it's I, like franchises of all kinds. Like maybe you got mail sorting. You got a mail sorting franchise. So, yeah, I I think I'm I think I'm more into just let handing over McDonald's to people. Like there's somebody down the street that that sets up a tent outside their house and sells like big ass fucking foil, has big aluminum foil things full of food and makes plates and sells plates. And I was like, just give them the fucking McDonald's. Just give them the goddamn McDonald's. Like that that would that would be better. I need I need to go to this. Okay, I'll let you know the next time they're out there. What is what it's, is the food? Um, I it looked like ribs of some sort was Ooh. on there, and then they also had some sort of like curried chicken or something. That I went by two weekends on rollerblades. Oh, funny! That is so. Yeah, you're right. Let's just give these food truck people the McDonald's, and then a because li- I would think that the amount of money coming in would even make it so that you can kind of. You can raise everybody's pay and raise the quality of the food. Plus, the thing I don't like about the actual fast food system that we live under now is that no innovation happens. You, you, you know the kind of stuff that you can make when you have access to all the tools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to let the employees let the actual the chefs decide the menu. Well, it would just be nice if you wouldn't it be wouldn't how much would you love this if you were able to go to a place and then ask for what the guy in the kitchen wants? Well, like, what do you eat? Well, that's I'll the, take that. <laughs> yeah, that's the Taco Bell app though. Because now you can make whatever the fuck you want. And there's all kinds of like silly little 99 cent or $2 items they have. But then you can add guacamole. You can add jalapenos. You can, you can definitely make into a bigger and better thing. That's why I love the fu- That's why I like that. When we worked at Chuck E. Cheese, we made breadsticks that were the best breadsticks I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I haven't had better breadsticks ever. We put cheese and oregano on them and it was just, they were, they were fired good but we weren't allowed to sell them because they only had the one kind of uh breadsticks with parmesan cheese crummy powdered cheese on them uh the next two were econo lodge and super eight uh motels um i don't stay in those places uh i feel gross whenever i stay in an econo (laughs) lodge or super eight (laughs) i'm a spoiled guy i don't know though 
I mean, how much worse can they be than an Airbnb, really? I guess. So Yeah, that's I mean, they just have the plastic plastic bedding. Um yeah. Very weird smell. This yes. And the super eight that was by my house would uh uh let 18 year olds get a hotel room and throw a hotel party. Which (laughs) back when I was younger, a hotel party was the best thing in the world. I don't know how how you if we never got away with them. We got kicked out every single time we did a hotel party, but it was always fun. Me and Eric used to stay them all the time when we were younger they were affordable they're not bad um but i i don't ever remember talking to customer service no but hotels are the worst customer service ever not the worst your policies are terrible yeah not the people behind the counter not the i don't think the workers there are bad and they usually try to be very accommodating but the policies at hotels are abysmal they're just horrible you know, when we used to, when we were touring, I fucking like had a panic attack every time we pulled <laughs> into the hotel because I knew it was going to be a whole fucking thing. And uh, I hated it. Uh, number nine is one that me and Brett hate. And uh, we will agree on this is Frontier Airlines. Yeah, I mean, those budget ass airlines. Uh, I just flew Alaskan, which is very similar and they don't let you recline the seats. It's just like sitting on a fucking like a metal chair. It's horrible. I thought Alaska might be nice. No. If you fly to Alaska. It, I it, guess it should be. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, go a long way. It's cheaper than everybody else though. Ah, okay. Do they try to sell you uh, a sign you up for a credit card at the end of the flight? At the beginning and the end. No. Yeah, they tell no. you they all they have some of the one of the biggest mileage offers they've ever had right now with Alaskan. <laughs> oh no. That is the work. Don't do we're trapped in this thing. That's my nightmare. It like my nightmare, you know how I am when I go get a cell phone and I, I just feel like trapped in the fucking cell phone store and I just keep buying things because the guy's like, oh yeah, fuck, you need this. Yeah, sure. c- cigarette car lighter. <laughs> yeah. Stylus, you want a stylus, right? Yeah. No, you can all pay for this all later. You know, we'll split it up among a few <laughs> bills. It's great. You you want an Otterbox and also a big Sono speaker? And and you're just I'm standing in there and I'm like, I feel trapped with the guy, and I just feel like I have to buy everything. <laughs> always makes it sound like I can't live without it. And I'm like that. Whereas yeah. Like, I'm nervous. I'm a fucking anxious, nervous person. I don't want to buy the wrong thing. And I don't want to say no to the worker. (laughs) The way that I am with customer service now is just like, I have said this in the past that like when a customer was mad at me, I would feel legitimately bad about it all the time. My, my chest, my heart would start beating really hard. I just wanted to get out of the situation. So I think I have like overlaid how I feel about that with how I deal with customer service now. And I don't even stand up for myself. I'm just like, I don't want to give them any resistance. Why are you having a bad day? 
Uh, yeah, so, but this, this not like the flight attendants come to your seat and are like, sir, you need to sign up for a credit card. It's a good idea. I mean, they just announce it. You can keep your headphones in. I am always sitting there though. And I'm like imagining, I'm like, Hmm, yeah, 67,000 miles. I could take a few trips with that. And I would use <laughs> all of these benefits and I'm thinking about how great it would be. And I'm like, no wait, I would max it out and then get it charged off. What am I thinking? I can't do that. There's no reason I should have a fucking credit card. You wouldn't fly to a single place. You would just use the credit card for other stuff. Yeah. I, 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 I yeah, it does make sense uh, because I am actually flying to a bunch of places. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to have miles. I think yeah, we, miles are tight. I used them for the first time. Really? I yeah, used them I, to get a, for a checked bag. And I also used them to upgrade to Comfort Plus. Oh, I love Comfort Plus too, dude. I'm huge into Comfort Plus. <laughs> it's the best one. <laughs> well, it's not first class, but right, that's comfort. true. <laughs> that's unattainable. Yeah, 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 yeah. But oh, I love Comfort Plus. I love uh I I one day I'm gonna have miles and I'm just gonna be like, what? What am I gonna do with these miles? And uh it'll be cool. Eight is LinkedIn, which I don't know how you can be mad at LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> Other than the fact that it sucks, like everything on it sucks. What are people uh, doing? Like they're, they're, po they're like white paper on, you know, breaking down email open rates that got taken down or something and they need to call and talk to somebody about it. <laughs> I, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, uh, the monetization schemes. Oh, what has made people mad? I didn't pay to play. Yeah, I didn't know that they were monetizing. Uh, LinkedIn's recruiters product provides corporate subscribers with access to account information to facilitate mass recruitment emails. Okay. So that's what it is. The, the, you got to pay to get on the, uh, re get in front. Like you can put your LinkedIn up here all day. It's like monster.com, but you can pay a little bit more money and we'll yeah. Put, actually put it in front of somebody we're gonna send it to the list of movers and shakers on linkedin <laughs> and then they sell that list of leads yeah to the movers and shakers <laughs> it's like a whole ecosystem that is held together by people looking for a new office job right linkedin isn't for people like me is it like i couldn't go on linkedin and find find a job that you know, like any of the ones I've had in the past. Um, you could go on there. I mean, you could try to find people that like are in the field. You could try to find, you know, people that make video and social media. You could talk about doing podcasting and get people and tell people how we do it and explain. It's it's a it's a social media site now. It's not as much a job search thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I used to, I thought monster.com was the answer to my prayers. Like a lot. <laughs> Everybody did. Yeah. I mean, I was crazy about it. I, I worked so hard to make my resume look good on monster.com. And it, I got one response. I got one hit on my resume and it was like the first time I got a spam instant message on Facebook. And I went and showed my wife, like, this hot girl wants to talk to me. <laughs> it was like exactly the same thing. It was a guy that was like, uh, uh, hey, we run a recruitment company and we're looking for people that want to be computer programmers. And I was like, oh, okay. And that's a, 
that's a lot of money i think those people make and then right. like, uh then you just pay us some money and we'll we'll get you we'll get you all squared away and i was like oh okay well this was false <laughs> uh seven is facebook which for all the right reasons six is motel six that's uh is that Tom Bodat or whatever his name is? Is that his thing? Or Tom Bodat. What did he do to anybody? What did he do to hurt anybody? Uh, five is Spirit Airlines, which is... Yeah, they're the worst. Yeah. Spirit. Spirit has... They just... Because you're cheap, they treat you like shit. Like, yeah. they won't even let you talk to the boarding gate early. Like they, oh. they were, they were, we were trying to get our boarding pass. We flew, flew at one time. We we're trying to get our boarding passes. We were there an hour or over an hour early and they wouldn't let you get your boarding pass until an hour before the flight. <laughs> yeah. They, they were like actually being about it. Too. <laughs> yeah. It's the shittiest planes. Um, it's a terrible experience. They get, they try to get so much money out of you. It's fucking miserable. Yeah, it does say here, even if your fight is delayed for an entire day, you will get no apologies through uh, food or hotel vouchers. It's up to you to fend for yourself. In cases you, you lose luggage, you might as well forget ever recovering it. Whether you call or email them, you will get no response on when, it, when to get it back. It can get even more annoying when the customer service number goes through, but you have to speak. Oh, hey, come on. It says you have to speak to someone who barely understands English. It's like, well, you don't have to get racist. Then. Yeah. God, we man. don't need that. What is it? 1990 fucking nine or something. Uh, four is CenturyLink. It's an internet service provider. So very obviously people hate those. Uh, and uh, three is Cox Communications, which yep. is a cable company. <laughs> yep, and, the worst. Uh, yeah. Man. These I mean, are all the ones that these are the ones that like you're forced to be there. Where are you going to, where else are you going to stay? That's why all the hotels are in there. Where else are you going to buy food? You know, how where else, else you gonna fly? How else are you going to fly? How, where else are you going to get internet? These are the ones that are just like, basically because everyone has to have it. They don't have to fucking try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because like my parents are cheap as hell and I get told about Spirit Airlines every time I hang out with them, every single time, even though I travel more than they do. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, you got to do the Spirit, man. We've been finding that you can go to different cities for like 60 bucks and you're like, it's a miserable experience. It's the worst experience. I mean, I guess if you're really into it and you're like, you, you pack a tiny backpack and you have, you wear underwear inside out every other day. Uh, and then you can go somewhere for $88 and avoid a baggage fee, avoid an internet fee, avoid a bathroom fee, you know, avoid an early boarding fee or, a, you know, all of that stuff, you know. Then you stay in the Econo Lodge. Then you right? stay in the Econo Six. Yeah. And you're just so, you're, you're just going through the worst customer service possible, but you're proudly saving money. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I am glad I'm not that kind of a cheap like i'm cheap in that like i panic about money a lot where i'm just like no nah, we don't need that like i'll, I'll forego like actual needs i'll say no nah, i'm not eating that anymore. <laughs> so yeah okay. we don't we don't really need that and uh um so it, it's kind of one of those things where like i'm not cheap in the way that like okay if i'm gonna fucking travel 
to go on vacation, I, I want to be in a nice place. So I just don't travel very much and go on very many <laughs> vacations. But when I do go, I'm comfortable and I'm staying in a very nice place. So uh, two and one are both also internet company, internet and uh, phone company, internet and cable companies. So we just hate the internet companies. Uh, oh. We're very mad at them. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, it should be totally nationalized. Um, we should have people working constantly on upgrading the grid. We should be paying people lots of money to service all of it and to make sure that we all have it. Everybody fucking loves it and we fucking live on it. And it's the worst. I mean, I went through a whole, they put me through a whole month of fucking hell on mine um, just to get it to fucking work. And they just fought tooth and nail to not fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the internet is like a big, I agree with you on that, by the way, it just, you just set up a fiber network and then it's nationalized and the people get paid a bunch of money to do it because the cable industry doesn't pay very well uh, compared to like the electric company and stuff. Cause it's not unionized. So yeah, I'm with you, man. That fiber internet to every single house in this country, unless you're going to post hate and that I don't want you to have fiber internet. Okay. That's just the way I feel because I'm against hate. So uh, I'm no Matt Damon over here. Okay. I'm against hate. I'm with, I don't use that stuff. Did you hear that story? No. Matt Damon, his daughter, a story came out on Sunday saying that uh, uh, his daughter recently talked him into not saying the F slur anymore. Oh, cool. <laughs> and, and so he said, you know, I, I don't know. She wrote me a nice letter and told me why she doesn't think i should use that word anymore and i was like oh that's well reasoned and it's like okay <laughs> wow yeah so using it a lot <laughs> it, it became a problem for your daughter it was so weird and then after that he was like uh oh no that's not what really happened i i misspoke but it's like buddy you already are the guy that says the f slur yeah you fucking told on yourself what are you doing yeah, I think he was trying to tell a cute story in an interview. Yeah, uh, that makes you a huge asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that that's, yeah, that's just what he thought, though. He was like, oh, my daughters are teaching me so much kind of thing. Yeah, it's, I mean, other people are too, were too. You could listen to them like for a long time now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, somebody in the chat said open letter to your dad about his slur usage. I mean, He's I'll, say, I'll say this, though. He, the fact that he listened to his kid enough to learn not to do it, that's a little bit okay. That's charming. A little bit. You like, you like born identity too much. No, I'm saying that like most dads in 2021 that are, have to be told not to say the F slur are also not going to listen to their kid <laughs> when they ask them not to say it. All right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> They probably get grounded. <laughs> what? You're you're taking away my main word. <laughs> my freedoms. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that's the show. I will be here Sunday, uh, either solo or with a guest host. And uh then okay, Friday, 
uh, Street Fight MCU reviews comes out. It is. I said this at the beginning. It's scary movie with Jack and Leslie from Struggle Session. So next week is not another teen movie, and I don't know who I'm going to have as a guest. But yeah, we are. Uh, we'll be back Sunday. Yeah, I won't be here on Sunday. I'm going to be in Nashville for the race, the indie race. So if you're going to be there, let me know. I'll say hi. Uh, and Brian will be holding down the phones. Uh, Wednesday, I'll be back to normal uh, back here. Uh, hopefully in the new studio. We're planning to move stuff uh, this weekend. So go to the Street Fight WCRS on Instagram. I'll post behind the scenes pictures and stuff like that. And uh, if you want to help out our our fundraising efforts, we'd really appreciate it. Um, we're, we're like halfway to the goal and we got until August 18th, uh, to get, to get this all together, head to store.streetfightradio.com, uh, to help us raise money for the Hopi Tutsqua Permaculture Institute in Arizona. Uh, and if you want to get at me, I'm at Brett Payne, B R E T T P A I N on Twitter and Instagram. He's murder X Brian on both. Hey, uh, uh, also we just, if you know of a good organization that's, that's dealing with the eviction moratorium or, or some kind of legal aid or something like that, or if there's, you know, maybe a, a combination of them, uh, I'm on the hunt for that. We, we don't want a lot of red tape. I don't know what is out there, but, uh, uh, we want to help people they're going to be evicted and we don't, I I'm scared shitless that we're going to give it to the wrong people. So it'd be really nice if people helped out, not to the wrong. I don't care if we get, you know what I mean? Not to the wrong charity. Right. Right. So that is it. We'll see you on Sunday. Peace. Blackout. Let's do it. Dip, 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 dip. Now this is that bomb diggy, 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 dang, the dons with me. Killer, the killer nigga, you think about harm in me. Coppers corrupted, he's the wrong vibe, though, to fuck with. Yeah. Labeled and known as a young pot to the public and me, human crack in the flesh. I'm the last of the best. One word to describe me, spectacular, yes. So stay calm, shorty, when you see that palm 40. I pop it slow, you rock and roll like Bon Jovi. So don't fool with the click, don't fool with the dips. You will die, you will lie in a pool full of shit. When that gun with the clipping, start dumping and ripping. At y'all head, y'all some dead, some of my bitches. You give a chick hard dick and bubble gum. I give a chick a hard brick and bubble yum. Like here, take that, shake that, break that. And half and please bring my cake back. You know what the movement's like, you know how we moving, right? Move, cause we in the mood to fight. This is that get crunk move, bitch. Get drunk, stupid. How like space, four, five, four, waste. You know what the movement's like, you know how we moving, right? Move, cause we in the mood to fight. This is that get crunk move, bitch. Get drunk, stupid. How like space, four, five, four, waste. This is that bang, bang, bang to my hula gang, gang. Why you moving them things and your toys go back? Cyrus. Call me Ricochet Rabbit Cause I click and spray Maddox And my nigga straight savage Goonies 
Penelope Pump let off six whole ground Rolling shell in the ground In the hood known as the capo To the goons in the heights is all that Okay, I know me some battle The life of moving on battles Okay, muchacho, they told me that you got it, Paco Or no one move or someone lose You know we gon' pop you this that nine double one with a nine double M. If it's crime, let's have fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. This that old Trizzy one triple O. Whoa, whoa. If you scared, get your gun. Get your gun. This that up top crunk when the truck stop dump. This where the buck stop chunks. You know the movements like you know how we moving right. Move, cause we in the mood to fight This is that get crunk move, bitch Get drunk, stupid Chill out, like space, go five, let's go waste. Yo, that Rudy Tootie, Fruity Louie What I usually What's do this? this that jump, stomp, breathe Fruity, Cats in the truck, pat, pat, cast it the duck I'm the menace, only money, tat, 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 what the fuck Y'all rubbing that five still, I'm rubbing that five mil Never land, thriller, killer, cam, Jackson, five bills So what? Let's style a bit, uh -huh. Italian and pop out bit. Show you how to get that powder shit. Found and flip that out of it. I'm out of it, it's your turn. Uh -huh. Gym so burn. Live bitch, why kiss on my wrist and blow worm. And I keep heat, causing these streets. You just hear, woo woo, wank wank, beep beep. And you rumble never. Me hit a humble diva. And I stay with the white, I got jungle fever. So tell Lucy, what? That a boobies, loco, kooky, monster, who? I'm the one that represent left to left, death to death. You'll get yellow tape outline at your sketch. You know what the movement's like, you know how we moving, right? Move, cause we in the mood to fight. This is that get crunk move, bitch. Get drunk, stupid. How like space, four, five, four, waste. You know what the movement's like, you know how we moving, right? Move, cause we in the mood to fight. This is that get crunk move, bitch. Get drunk, stupid. How like space, four, five, four, waste.